Hey, Morgan Marie. Hey, Katie Scott. Are you ready for our next cemetery session? I don't know. <laughs> um, I know things that you don't, so I'm going to say no. Uh, great, of course. Like, this is a doozy. It's a mini doozy. Okay. At least it's not a big doozy, I guess. It's not Ted Bundy. That's for sure. Oh, good. Is it, but like, is it like a dog man or is it less? Oh, I wish I hadn't even said his name. I'm, I'm also mad at you for saying I'm sorry. It's, it's pretty dense. Oh boy. But has a somewhat happy ending. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's not a happy ending, but it's not worst case scenario. I'm still not excited. <laughs> <laughs> not me either. Um, so before I tell you the name of it, which you're not going to know, <clears throat> I have to give credit to my friend Carly because she gave me the name of this case. Uh, she was my roommate from college and got me in a true crime podcast, fellow lady of the law. Mm. Um, I was like, hey, do you have any like smaller cases or like less covered than normal that like really stuck out to you? And she literally re- replied like within the minute with this case. So, Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Shout out to her for that. And then as soon as I started looking into it, I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. And then she was like, oh, I was like, have another podcast covered this? Like, I feel like I've heard it before. And she was like, I don't think so. And then um, earlier today, she was like, no, MFM did. But it was like, oh, one of their first episodes, actually. I haven't listened to MFM in so long. I should probably do that. It was episode 18, if anyone is looking for it after this. Ah, Okay. So, very early on for them, and it's obviously, they're noted in the description. I did listen to it, and uh, did my own kind of research of articles and issues. But, here we go. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, this is the story of Lawrence Singleton, and more importantly, Mary Vincent. Yeah, no, it's not, I don't, Good. maybe once you start talking about details, it might, but I don't know. It didn't. The name didn't ring a bell, and then as soon as I saw some, de- I saw a picture of Mary, and I was like, "Oh, yep, mm-hmm. mm, there it is." Great. So, <clears throat> I will include pictures of Mary before I show Lawrence because Mary is more important than Lawrence is. Okay. All right. So it is September 29th, nineteen seventy-eight. We're in California. I would love to go to California, but I don't think I want to go under these circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> California doesn't have the best history with serial killers. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't say. They're like the Florida of the West Coast in like that sense. <laughs> Florida of the West Coast. <laughs> oh. Like, like I don't think you could do the Florida man thing where you Google your birthday and something weird comes up. Right. But like, you could Google like the month of your birthday and I'm sure there's something in there. Probably, yeah. All right. They got a few notorious serial killers, so that's fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so september 29th 1978 mary was 15 years old and she Ooh. left her parents house yeah in the bay area to hitchhike to her grandfather's in los angeles why no hitchhiking it was the 70s Ugh. um so she was kind of going through some personal stuff and kind of wanted to get away from her parents for a bit so and she like had friends in the la area so she hitchhiked and she was eventually picked up by 51-year-old Lauren Singleton, who was a merchant fisherman. Okay. Weird. Creepy job. Yeah. Yeah. So she was standing with two other hitchhikers, actually, when she got picked up. But Singleton was, like, he was driving a van. Like, 
Yeah. A 70s, a 70s van, so, like, not, like, a minivan, like, a, you know, white van type of situation. I don't know if it was white. And Singleton was like, hey, yep, I'll pick you guys. I'll pick somebody up. I only have room for one. And the only one he wanted was Mary. Okay, red flag. Red flag number one. Yep. Uh, the other two hitchhikers were like, dude, don't get in the car. But she got in. Okay. Because she was she was uber desperate for a ride. So yeah. she just wanted to, she just wanted to get there, so mm-hmm. she got in. Um and she was like, Hey, I'm going to LA and he was like, Yeah, no problem, whatever, get in. And he was like, I just have to make a quick stop at my house and then we'll head towards LA. Oh, I know this one. You might not. Oh no. I'm not so mentally like, okay. prepared, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know which one it is, I'll be very proud of you. Oh, yep. Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, I got to stop at my house. She eventually fell asleep because she was really tired. Oh. Because she had been hitchhiking, like, all day. Yeah. And she woke up and realized that they were heading towards Nevada rather than heading that's... south towards Los Angeles. Yeah, that's not the right direction there. Like, they should have just been going south on the I-5 mm-hmm. um, from the from um, San Francisco to, or the Bay Area to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But she woke up and they were going east. Yeah. In, in some respect. Um, and she was like, dude, what the fuck? Um, Rightfully so. And <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I got lost. I'll turn around. And he did turn around. And he was like, hang on, I just need to pee. And pulled over and, like, got out of the car to pee. Um, that's so, this part I don't know bumps. why like, that's so weird, but it's so weird to me. What, that he had to stop to pee? Yeah, like that he, I don't know. It just, it feels, that's, that's it, serial it, killers it, pee? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's giving me, I just feel like that would be a red flag. But maybe yeah. not, I don't know. But he was like actually peeing and then she was like, okay, cool. But she obviously at this point was kind of on edge because they were like going way the fuck away from where they're supposed to be. Exactly. And so I literally wrote my notes. This part gave me goosebumps. She Ugh. looked down when he was out of, out of the car and realized that her shoe was untied. And she thought to herself, if I need to run, I need to tie my shoe. See, that's like a gut intuition thing there. You ever feel anything like that? You need to listen to it. Why? Oh, God. That's so that is I, really unsettling. I had that in my notes. I was like, if you have the feeling that, hey, I need to tie my shoe in case I need to run, you should already be running. Yeah. Yep but like no victim blaming this girl right a badass but and i have spoiler alert to get you through this she survives and mm-hmm. she was actually on i survived let me see i think it was season four i just want to get it right i have it in the references hang on um because i did watch it uh season four episode one. Ooh, what'd you watch it on that i paid for it with money ah obviously right right um so she's like if i need to run i need to tie my shoe so she got out of the car and bent over to tie her shoe i know where this is going um she didn't get the chance to tie her shoe because he hit her over the head with a sledgehammer and she blacked out she woke up shortly after naked tied to the tied up in the back of the van And massive trigger warning, he raped her multiple times throughout the night. Ugh. In the morning, um, and the entire time she was begging, like, please set me free. And in the morning, he 
gave her something to drink that made her pass out. She doesn't know what it is. She was 15, so it easily could have just been alcohol. Right. Um, assuming she hadn't drank before, but it also could have been something worse. Right. Um, and she came to as he was – they were, like, in the middle of nowhere. She came to as she was – this fucking fuckface Lawrence was dragging her away from the van. Oh, no. Like, like by – yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Just, like, I was picturing for some reason, like, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay. So, I was picturing they're, like, they're, I mean, it's California, so it was kind of deserty. So, I was picturing, like, he's dragging her away, like, and, like, where they park the, the RV out in the yeah. middle of nowhere in the desert. Yeah. That's, like, the background. Oh, that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, it does, for sure. <laughs> like, the, like, the clay. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. No, thank you. So, she passed out, came to when she was being dragged away. He then untied her. She's naked, by the way. Mm-hmm. He untied her and was like, do you want to be set free? I'll set you free. He then pulled out a hatchet. Oh, my God. And... You ready? No. Ah, okay. He... he cut off her left arm below the elbow. Mm. And obviously, she's went into shock and was screaming her head off and reached out towards him with her right arm to like grab onto him like why are you doing this to me mm-hmm. his his reaction was to turn and then chop off her right arm i just uh why mm-hmm. I, well i'll tell i'll tell you why eventually but not right now i just i can't i can't even like form a coherent thought i'm a Do terrible co-host at this point because it's just uh, yeah give me a, give me a chaser we're a little early in the I episode did. but woo. no it's okay i literally put one right there for that exact perfect reason. I was like, oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a chaser um just to catch everyone up to speed he chopped off her left arm he's now attempting to chop off her right arm my arms are tingling <laughs> yeah you can feel it this poor baby oh um all right so you know murder is hard especially when there's like texas chainsaw brutality to it just the word hatchet Um, was enough to like make my skin crawl i don't know why but it's not a nice word it really fucks me up like phonetically it just sounds so unpleasant like why is it worse than axe it somehow i don't know but it is you're right it's super aggressive all right so murder is gross and hard Mm -hmm. paranormal things are spoopy Mm -hmm. and scary Taking vodka shots is hard, so let's have a fucking chaser. Holy moly. Thank you. You're welcome. How's the new Spider-Man game? Oh, it's so much fun. You know me. Are you playing, like, the, the, the newest, newest one? Like, I got an ad for it today on Instagram, and um, I must have been because we no, were texting about it. it's the one that came out, like, a year or two ago, maybe. I don't know. But I just started playing it. Is it, like, have you ever played the Incredibles game? No. Like, like, me and Eric, like an me- old Incredibles game? hell yeah that's amazing no i didn't even know that existed like i mean i should have but me and eric have a a playstation 2 love that i think and we play the incredibles and you can see every pixel on it that's amazing (laughs) and you tag team as um mr incredible and frozone and i'm always frozone actually no he he's frozone and i'm mr incredible because frozone's better honey in the game where is my super suit (laughs) oh that's awesome is it like is it, it it is it's very fun so I assume it's something like that where you're just, like, going around stopping bad guys, right? Yeah. 
It's, it's like partially open world, I guess. I don't know. The, uh, gamers are going to come for me because I don't know what the terms are. And I just sit there and I button Sorry. mash. But, you know, it's a fun time. <laughs> Story of my life. Speaking of button mashing, I've been playing the new COD. Oh, how's that? Fun. I like it a lot. That's good. You don't know anything about COD. I don't. But it's a black ops, so. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Well, do you know, like, remember when we were in high school and, like, the Nazi zombies version of Modern Warfare was very popular? No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out to anyone from Georgetown, Mass. That knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was the shit when we were in middle school and high school. And you have to, like, it's exactly what it sounds like. You just have to rage kill zombies that happen to be Nazis. Love that. Yeah. That sounds like a but good there's, time. So there's, like, yeah, there's, like, a zombie mode on this one because it's a Modern Warfare, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Don't come for me. I don't know the name of it. Um... But I've been playing with Eric and Nick. It's my fiance and future brother-in-law. They're both very good. And I just run around like following. I take turns following them around. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be very good at COD, but then I just stopped playing. But um, I've been getting, I've been playing like every night this week and I've been getting better. So Yay. Love that. I'm not going to drop my gamer tag. (laughs) I don't know. I used to stream on Twitch. (laughs) Yes. You need to do that again because I would watch and I would support you every time. Yeah, now I have a good microphone, too. Yes. Um, get it, queen. Yeah. I might, if I get decently good at this one, then I'll start streaming again. Jake used to do that, too. I He actually has a YouTube channel, and I played a video game on it. I, I'm going to watch that after this. What did you play? <laughs> um, find the dog, I think is what, it called, is what it's called. What the f- <laughs> You literally go through, you're, like, timed, and it's, like, it's kind of, it almost looks, it's, it's I don't even know how to describe how it looks, but you literally walk through this house and you're timed and you have to find the dog <laughs> inside of the house party. <laughs> what? That is crazy. It's so much fun because I can't play. Are you just like panic running around with your arms out, like trying to pick up a dog? Yeah, pretty much. And it's like a maze house. So you have to like, and then as soon as you find the one dog, it's like, okay, find another. And it's like, I think, I think you have to try to see how many dogs you can find like in the allotted time or whatever, but how many dogs you can find? It's the best. Well, there's this, there's this game on Xbox that I kept getting ads for at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, but it's like you're a goose. Okay. My immediate reaction <laughs> is Goat Simulator, so I love that. Okay, but like kind of like Goat Simulator, uh-huh. but like you're a goose and you just like fuck with people. Like that sounds like fun. Someone's. A- someone's in the park like on their phone you jump up and you take your phone and their phone in your mouth and then you just like fucking run away (laughs) (laughs) i would waste so much time on that game but you're a goose uh that makes it makes me think of uh did you ever play i am bread no what the (laughs) hell is that jake this is just us going back and forth like did you ever play this no (laughs) what is that game you're literally a piece of bread and you have to get from one spot (gasps) wait oh i have played that yeah from one spot in the room to the other and you can only get so dirty before you die and have to restart (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was a deep memory i had aren't you trying to get out of the toaster and somewhere safe or you're trying to get in the toaster it could be either or i don't really remember but definitely played that game. yeah too much fun oh my god we've also been playing gang beasts which like don't know sounds like is. a very intense game but it's really not um with me and eric with my brother-in-law nick mm-hmm. and hi nick if you're listening and his girlfriend abby 
they're in California, but we like get on a FaceTime call and join a party together. And you're basically this like big noodle of a person, like picture, and you're colored, so it's kind of like you're those things in I front think, of used car dealers. Yes, that are, like, I love that. And for the sake of the radio, <laughs> Katie just stuck her hands above her arms or her arms above her head and just waved them around. <laughs> this is what you look you like. Guys know, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, this is the biggest chase driver, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And you. There's, like, four of us on a team, and then these, like, bosses come in, and they're usually bigger than you, and your objective is to just, like, punch them until they pass out, but your arms are kind of, like, noodly, so you have to hold them with one arm and punch them with the other, and then when they pass out, you have to pick them up over your head and just yeet them off the side <laughs> before they can do it to you, but it's really fun when we do it because I'll be, like, pounding away on this, like, giant guy, and I'm like, Nick, come help me, and he's like, okay, and then he comes over and grabs me mm-hmm. and starts beating the shit out of me instead, and I'm like, Nick, what the fuck? And then I pass out. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Very fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, okay, in, I, I feel better now. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, not for long, but that was nice. No, not for long. I want to get you to play Among Us, too, because I, I told you I'm day. too stupid for that game. It's not hard at all. It's literally so easy. Um, I mean, I, I suck at it, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> and the other day I was playing with John Max. And hi, Joe Max. <laughs> I wasn't playing with him when I saw Ted Bundy. I joined a party that was called Ted Bundy, and I screamed bloody murder. I was like, <gasps> it's, it's Ted. And then Theodore. I joined. Theodore. And I joined. And so there was Ted Bundy. Like, someone's name was Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. And your objective is to kill people if you're right. an imposter. So it's so funny. Someone, <laughs> else, was, someone else was Dexter. Nope. Oh. And somebody, <laughs> somebody else was Ed Kemper. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I literally joined, and I blew up the chat. I was like, I have found my people. Oh, I love it. And then I changed mine to Manson, so there we go. Oh, you and Manson. <laughs> oh, I had to do one that everyone would know. Right. Ed Kemper was, like, pretty bold. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. That's quite the Anyways. case. And now Eric's like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to be Dexter every time I play Among Us. <laughs> so if you see someone playing as Dexter, it might be me. It might be Eric. Who knows? Love it. Realistically, I'll probably do Manson or Bundy, but, you know. It is what it is. Oh, and someone else was Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yikes. It was just a, a, go- a whole gaggle of cereal. Oh, I love it. Whole gaggle. <laughs> whole gaggle. All right. Where was I? Chaser. Uh, she lost <laughs> both of her arms. <laughs> yes. She lost both of her arms. Oh, God. That poor baby girl. <sighs> yep. And uh, so this this is super fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fucked. All right. Fair warning. This is like, um, so she was now on the ground, like on her back Mm -hmm. and in complete and total shock, losing a ton of blood. And she looked up at this fuck face and he was flicking his arm and she was like, what is he doing? And then she realized that her hand, her right hand was still clamped onto his arm and he was trying to flick it off. My God. And this is in her own words. What? Yep. That's got to like, be the most it, surreal moment. Like, wow. Like, that's my hand. Yeah. Over there. And I'm, and I'm over here. Over there. Exactly. Wow. She had grabbed onto his arm. Right. To be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he just... So her, her hand, her, the lower part of her forearm was attached to his hand, his arm still. Wow. And he's a scaredy cat piece of shit so rather than like 
grabbing it and taking it off. He mm-hmm. was flicking it like, ew! Like he, like he touched something gross in the sink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally, like, he touched the, like, food that comes off yep. your dishes in the sink, and you have to take the thing out, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sir, this could have been avoided, unlike yeah. dish scope. Yep. Oh, big fucking <sighs> coward. God. Yeah, he's micro-penis. Yep. God. To the max. <laughs> that was a little much but whatever <laughs> hey i don't take it back we'll leave it in. no you shouldn't it, um, it's entirely correct cool um so she's going like in and out of consciousness obviously because she lost both of her arms so right she's bleeding from major arteries Ugh. in the desert and it is in shock and so she passes out at some point but she was like semi-conscious she was like i wasn't passed out i just like lost it there for a second and like probably had to close her eyes because she was in shock and that's what your body's natural reaction is right um so this actual idiot piece of garbage thought she was dead or dying and so he picked her up and tossed her off a 30 foot cliff oh my god thinking that he killed her and then he got in his car and he drove away and they're like in the middle of nowhere the really, like, I'm so glad, either way, that she survived, but if, if she had died on that cliff, like, he probably would have got away with it, because how are they going to be able to, to connect that back? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, exactly. Because they wouldn't be able to track down the two hitchhikers on the side of the road for, like, what did this guy look like? Right. Because... They don't, those two hitchhikers moved on and didn't know that this happened. Mm-hmm. They probably do now. Right. Like, you know, Ugh. if some random girl ended up in almost Nevada, those two hitchhikers wouldn't have been like, oh, shit, maybe it was that girl that we were with. Right. Like, so there's a lot of things that could have gone right, and there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. But, you know, out of a very shitty situation. Mm-hmm. This girl still walked away with her life. Right. So. Um, so he threw her off the cliff and she broke four ribs on the way down Ugh. or when she hit the ground. So now she's lying on the ground, bleeding to death. And obviously she's like on the verge of losing consciousness, losing a lot of blood. And she said that she could hear a voice in her head telling her she can't go to sleep and that she needed to get up and walk so that they could catch him. Wow. And that's what she did. She is 15 years old. She had just Oh, I been forgot she was that young. 15. Yep. Oh. A freshman in high school. Wow. And she had just been brutally raped all night long. She's naked mm-hmm. in the desert, and her arms have been chopped off. And she has broken and ribs, get- and she was thrown down a cliff. Wow. Yep. And uh, she gets up. And I don't... I think I have pretty good survival instincts, but I would have never thought to do what she did. She, trigger warning, because I could feel it when I read this, she, like, rubs her remaining, remnants of her arms Mm -hmm. in the dirt to make a mud patch. Oh, my God. like, helped stop the bleeding. Right. Yep. I don't know how this badass knew to do that, because, like, that's, like, a military thing. Yeah, I would have never... I couldn't figure out if she had, like, military in her family or, like, where she got... Because me at 15 would not think to do that. Um, I would try to, like, tourniquet, but you can't do that because right. she didn't have hands. Right. 
So um, she rubbed, which was very painful, I'm sure, her remnants of her arms into the mud. And it so the mud dried there mm-hmm. and it clotted. So she stopped bleeding. Wow. Uh-huh. And so this was in the morning when he threw her off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And she's naked, covered in blood, missing her arms. And she spends the entire day climbing out of the ravine. And by the time she gets to the top, it's dark. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so now she's on the road, and she can faintly hear the highway. And so she just starts walking towards the highway. She walks for three miles, naked, covered in blood. And a car goes by her, kind of slows down. She gets a good look at them. They're in a convertible. It was two men. And then they sped off. Oh. But she said, which is very brave, especially for a 15-year-old. She's like, I don't blame them. I probably, like, I wouldn't pick me up either. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, she, it, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's no streetlights. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pitch black, and you see this girl naked, covered in blood, mm-hmm. missing her arms, walking down the street. Like, she was like, I, I don't blame them whatsoever. Right. But. What? Like, that's like, that's just like the ultimate, like level of forgiveness and like badassery i feel like mm-hmm. yeah she's just like a maturity and just like a maturity and like come to grips with your situation right so quickly i don't know when she said that i think it might have been her trial or when she was talking to police in the hospital but mm-hmm. oh the hospital that's good but yeah so she kept walking Mm -hmm. and then she stumbled across a couple and they were on their honeymoon and they were pulled over because they were lost and they immediately put her in the back of their car and were like we're gonna yeah we're gonna get you help but it's the 70s so they had to drive to a payphone oh jesus and they're in the middle of nowhere Uh so and they also didn't know where they were because they were on vacation Uh uh-huh and they eventually got to a payphone, called 911, and they didn't even send an ambulance. They sent a helicopter. Oh, wow. And she and she was airlifted to the nearest hospital. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and it's, it's not funny, but, like, I'm assuming that, like, 911 operators get a lot of, like, bullshit calls. I'm sure that the tone of the couple's voice was very serious, but I feel like if I was a dispatcher and I got a call, like, yeah, we're somewhere in the desert at this payphone mm-hmm. that you can track we got lost and we found a girl with no arms naked covered, covered in blood. blood like walking wow. down the street how do you even how do you even handle that the amount of training like like i i'm sure the first reaction was wait what yeah you found what she was covered in blood naked with no arms but she was walking down the street like you didn't find her passed out like on the side of the road right. she walked up to your car mm-hmm. like crazy wow mm-hmm. yeah an absolute queen so they airlifted her to the hospital and she stayed there for a month wow. and mm-hmm. you know i mean she had a very extensive injury yeah um, there's pictures of her in the hospital or in physical therapy or something, even afterwards, like, walking down the street with her dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the picture I'm going to use for our Instagram because she looks really happy. Oh, yay. Um, she has kind of, like, um, what are those called? A prosthetic. 
Yes. But it's not like a full arm. They just like it goes onto the end of her injury mm-hmm. and then there's like a hook. And she just like has her dog's leashes hooked onto the hook. Aww. And she's just like smi- smiling and walking down the street. Um, so I love that. And while she was in the hospital, she was talking to the police like mm-hmm. from her hospital bed. Because she was so determined to get this guy caught. Because she knew. what He's a monster. Yeah. And she saw it firsthand. There's no way he wouldn't try to do that again. Yeah. That's not something. You don't just hack someone's arms off, rape them all night, and throw them off a cliff, and then never do it again. Yeah, and then just call it a day. Like, there's yes. something severely wrong with you at that point. So, yeah. There, yeah. No. <laughs> Takes a sip of water. Yeah, I can't. Mm-mm. But, again, she just continues being the, like, peak of a survivor. And she remembered a lot of details of him because, like, he didn't blindfold her. He didn't disguise himself. He, like, thought he killed her. Yeah, he was. So. Yeah, he was. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's a lot. And, yeah, she remembered so much that the composite sketch was super accurate. Good. Which is, like, not a, a huge thing. Um, so the composite sketch was released, plastered everywhere in California, mm-hmm. and pretty quickly, Lawrence's next door neighbor called the police. Yeah, Despite the fact that, like, there was no evidence that he was a weirdo, anything like that, mm-hmm. she was like, there's no way in hell that that's not him. Wow. So she called the police. Yay, neighbor. Yay, neighbor. So he was brought in for questioning, obviously, and he didn't deny knowing her. Or, like, being with her that night. What? Yep. Was he just that big of a narcissist where he was like, I'm not going to get caught, you think? Or, like, was he... Kind of. You think? He... So, he didn't deny being with her, but he denied raping and attacking her. Okay. Coward. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And at this point, he had replaced the carpet in his van, by the way. Oh, ew. Come on. Ugh. Yeah, so DNA evidence, well, <laughs> it was the 70s. Uh, yeah. That was out the door. Um, So Lawrence, the shithead, claimed that Mary was a, <laughs> Mary was a sex worker that he paid. I'm just going to, I just put this in there. He did not use the word sex worker because he is a piece of trash. Yeah. He, he used a very, very, very derogatory term towards sex workers. Um. I don't even, like, it. I was like, ugh, you piece of garbage. Um, he claimed he paid $10 for her. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Mm-hmm. And he also claimed that he was there with two other men that he pitched up, picked up as hitchhikers. He, like, made up names. One of them was Larry, which is funny because, like, some people called him Larry. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. So, like, Hello. <laughs> I think it was Larry and Paul is what he made up. Like, oh, these two male hitchhikers, Larry and Paul. <laughs> but, like, people called him Larry. His name is Lawrence. So Yeah, that's weird. That's weird to me. Also, when Carly sent this to me, she called him Larry, and I was like, the thing? <laughs> <laughs> that means something else in our language. Yep. Okay. All right. So, he was like, yeah, we picked her up. We paid for her. And me and my other two hitchhikers. And then we smoked some dope. So, like, they smoked some weed. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere that they drank. I read somewhere that they smoked. So, I'm just going to say that they did both. Mm-hmm. In his in his made-up story, they right. did both. And he passed out 
and he woke up to someone else like one of these hitchhikers he actually said it was larry so like him him, yeah he's like i woke up to larry driving the van and looked around and mary was gone but her clothes were there yeah is that is that what happened there buddy Mm-hmm. what that's a, that's the story he went with and this like keep in mind she's alive right so like she's gonna be like no it wasn't two three people like you did this to me like i described you i didn't describe three men my initial testimony wasn't three men it was you. right and then when you got brought in because my composite that i did from my hospital bed was accurate you are pretending that other people were there uh-uh yeah no ma'am so yeah um you know he was brought to court and um she testified against him queen mary Mm -hmm. testified against him in court because she's a badass like she stood on the stand and was like it was him he did this like the recanted the horrendous things that that takes so much just like strength to do that Mm -hmm. it's not recanted that means take back it's recounted ah just saying (laughs) sorry um yeah so she as a badass like still underage at this point Mm -hmm. like she's probably past 15 but um because it takes a long time for things to go to trial but still she's a young just such a strong person and she testified against him in court and as she's walking back from taking the stand, like, you, you've you seen Law and & Order and Judge yeah. Judy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know that there's <laughs> <laughs> the two more most accurate things about the court system. Right. So she walks back from the stand next to the judge, and you have to walk between the tables. That's the defense and the prosecution. Mm-hmm. So she has to walk between them to go through that little door that the bailiff opens. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking by, it tends to be that it's weird but like they tend to have the defendant sitting on the most out outermost corner of the table Mm -hmm. so like closest to the door and like the little fake door yeah i mean um and as she's walking past him he whispered i'll finish the job if it takes the rest of my life (gasps) how how do you react to that like i Like, do you burst into tears? Do you just get really angry? Like, do you... Like, I feel like she would have been like, yeah, not a chance. Like, that would have been, like, her... Because she's just... She had literally every... Like, there was no chance of survival for her. She had every odd Mm -hmm. against her. And she survived. And she's like, you think you're actually gonna be able to take me out? Like, sorry, sweetheart. Like, you know, like... That's just the audacity of that man. God. Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch. Yes. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, maybe I'll watch Harry Potter after this. Yeah. um, Ooh. (laughs) He's such a fuckface. And, uh, yeah. Like, that's like horror movie shit. Oh, 100%. If I saw that in a horror movie, I'd be like, that's kind of cheesy. You know what I mean? Like, there's a court reporter. There's a lawyer sitting next to him. Uh-huh. There's people, like, two feet behind him. Like, obviously, other people heard it. Um, but, you know, he's just such a delusional fuckface that he was like, I gotta say this to this bitch. I'm like, no, spoiler alert, Lawrence, you're the bitch, not her. Exactly. So, um, unfortunately, 
the max sentence for attempted murder, rape, kidnapping, other things that are way worse that I'm not going to get into, um, is 14 years. No, no, Because, like, you... Yeah. And I just, like, put a note that attempted murder is my biggest pet peeve. Because, like, why it punishes the victims and rewards the serial killers. So, like, these victims who were left for dead don't have their, uh, like, someone that intended, fully intended to kill them Mm -hmm. is not sentenced to life because they survived. Like, the serial killer is rewarded for them surviving. Yeah, that's entirely correct. I never even thought of it that way. Like, because attempt, like, it should just be murder. Yeah. Like, they're still alive, but his intention was to kill her. Yeah, because like I said, every odd was against her. She honestly probably shouldn't have survived. Like, based on all of the injuries she sustained, where she got dumped, and how long she was losing blood for, like, it is a miracle that that girl is still alive. Like, she is the embodiment of badassery, and because of that, he doesn't get she doesn't get full justice, even though yep. he intentionally was going to kill her. Yep. His, his intention was to kill her. He thought she was like, dead and they only are going to yep. give him 14 years for that. And then when he fucking says, oh, I'm going to I'm going to finish the job. That's not enough yep. to lock him away forever like he deserves. Yeah. Legally, the judge was like, I want to put you away for life, but legally I can't because you're only being charged with attempted. I feel like it should be called murder in parentheses. I failed exactly that's exactly what it is but you still get charged with murder <laughs> right <laughs> it's just so fucked um especially with one yeah. that heinous like god hmm. yeah and um like i said earlier in the episode there's a reason he cut off her arms he said under questioning what they were like why like hello why and he was like uh I thought that if I cut off her arms, you wouldn't be able to identify her with fingerprints. Oh my god. That is such a high level of, like, evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's basically, like, some serial killers cut off people's heads for, for dental records. Right. Because, like, your fingerprints are only in the system if you're a criminal. Right. But your dental records... Like, he's just stupid. He didn't think of that because, like, everyone has dental records because everyone's been to the dentist. Right. But, nope. Um, yep, that's what his reasoning for cutting off her hands was, was so she couldn't be identified via fingerprints. Dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. A little shout out. There's this thing that you can do. I don't know if it's in other states, but in Massachusetts, there's this company that takes the fingerprints of children mm. for, for, like, free. Mm-hmm. And registers them in a system because, like, your fingerprints won't be in a system unless you commit a crime. Right. And you're arrested. But there's a system. I forgot the name of it, but um, I did it. My parents did it with me. Where they take your fingerprints as a kid. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever kidnapped or anything like that, they can, like, and they teach you to, like, grab onto things. So Mm -hmm. if, like, you're ever thrown in the back of a car, they're, like, touch everything. Right. And so then they can dust for fingerprints. And even though, like, obviously a kid hasn't committed a crime they can still run it against that system. Oh, wow. Yeah. And your fingerprint doesn't change when you get older, so it's still in that system. I think they did that. Um, I had a family friend that worked in uh, um, a police station, not near where I live, but it was 
for some reason it's making me think of like it was similar to like the dare program but with like yeah yeah so it was probably similar to that and we got our we got our fingerprints done and they took like a like a like a mug shot i guess so they had like a photo <laughs> of you with your fingerprints and like your current like height and weight hair color and eye color yeah. and stuff they didn't do anything where they told us to like make sure you touch everything but they definitely did have all of our stuff on file just in case so yeah and they swabbed our cheeks too and they were like i remember i vaguely remember um actually i said vividly mm-hmm. i vividly remember the officer that like swabbed my cheek was mm-hmm. like so like i was like why do you need this mm-hmm. and he was like well if you if someone took you and you were sad and you cried about it and your tears were left in the car we could use your tears to run after your cheek thing oh wow yeah that's mm-hmm. a good way to tell you yeah it really is we're taking your dna right and i was like oh okay so the judge wanted to put him away for life, but he couldn't mm-hmm. um, because of the restrictions of what he was being charged for. So he was sentenced to the max, which was 14 years. Mm-hmm. Please tell me he died while he was in jail. Mm, eventually. Ah! But before he died in prison, he got out. <gasps> what the fuck? So, e. uh, so he went to jail. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was really good in, in jail. Like, the best inmate ever. Oh, wow. So, he was released on good behavior. Oh, after my. After a few years. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's infuriating. Like, why is that worse than Ted Bundy escaping? Like, they reluctant. They, like, willingly let him go. Yeah. That's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... He was released from prison, and then he moved to Florida, the land of no laws. (laughs) The land of no laws. So somehow we're back in fucking Florida, and I'm really salty about it. Yeah. What the fuck, Florida? God. Yep. And so things were quiet until 1997. Mm. When his neighbor heard some weird sounds, and, uh... Like, poked his hat around and through a window or a sliding door, can't remember which, he saw his uh, naked neighbor brutally stabbing (gasps) another naked woman. Well, he's a man, but brutally stabbing a naked woman. His neighbor called the cops, obviously, and the police came in to him with naked or covered in blood with a dead body. Of a 31-year-old sex worker named Roxanne. No. Yes. She was a mother of three as well. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's upsetting. Yeah. So, it's now 1997. And this case has nothing to do with Mary except for the fact that it was the same guy. She came to Florida and testified against him, despite, I'm sure, the astronomical setbacks to her mental health that it caused. And that's in, that's incredible that she did that. Yep. In person, she testified against him. Wow. Again. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it for myself. But not only for myself, I had to do it for Roxanne. Right. And she was like, obviously, this set her back a lot because if he had been sentenced to life for what he did to her, Mm -hmm. then Roxanne never would have died. Right. And that, like, 
she had some extent of a survivor's guilt from that right like she survived but roxanne didn't like why was my testimony not enough to put him away type Mm -hmm. of thing which is super understandable but like at the 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 law at the time there was nothing that they could do so well they could have not fucking released him on good behavior yeah step one yeah so thank you for once in your life florida because they sentenced him to death good yay um and he died on death row in 2001 from cancer and i hope it was very fucking painful i second that i really hope it was like testicular cancer and his ball like ruptured and he died that would be ideal not medically accurate but that's what i want (laughs) (laughs) oh god Uh. (laughs) it's a lot yeah I'm going to end with a quote from Mary because this story is not about Lawrence. It's about Mary. Mm-hmm. Because he is a piece of actual garbage lit on fire, doused in shit, launched into space. Yep. Retweet. And she is the sun that rises every morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to end with a quote from her because she did move on to get married and have children. Oh, good. And... But she did say that he destroyed everything about me. Oh, uh, yeah. My way way of thinking, my way of life. Holding on to innocence, and I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. Oh. I know. So, obviously, like, this poor, sweet angel, she's still alive, living her life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the trauma that lives with her is astronomical, but... There is, yeah, there's no amount of therapy or anything that will ever, like, even come close to resolving that. Like, I just hope that she has found, like, just an ounce of... Of peace. Of peace. Yeah, I think she has, because especially when she talked about Roxanne's trial, like, she was like, I knew what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And I hope that later in life she finds peace that, like, none of this was her fault right roxanne's roxanne's death was not her fault and that she's a strong ass person and i would love to have a glass of wine with her i also i also would (laughs) yeah so that was the story of mary vincent i'm not gonna say the fucker's name again because he doesn't deserve an ounce of anything snaps thank you Mm -hmm. he looked like a shriveled up potato so Like the kind you forget about in your cabinet, and Ugh. you're like, "Why does my cabinet smell bad?" And it has like all of those things. Yep. Of it. Yep. <laughs> Love that. That's what he is. I hope he comes back in another life as a fruit fly that lives for 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, and dies because I step on him with a boot. No, one of those electric bug zappers. Ooh, even better. <laughs> even better. Fry him. You yeah. Fry him the way he was supposed to be fried. Exactly. Oh my god, we can end another episode with I do it again, zaps out. I do it again, zaps out. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm making that a sticker. I'll do it again, zaps out. I'll do it again, zaps out. <laughs> oh. I left a final chaser because, like, that was a lot. Yes, please. Okay, so <laughs> I decorated for Christmas this week. So did we. Because... Hello? Mm hmm. <laughs> And we have a fake tree because we have a lot of animals. And 
So we just, it's easier to have a yeah. fig tree. And we live in an apartment, like, you know, fig tree. But last year we were super sad because, like, it was our first year with a fig tree. It didn't smell good. Because, like, in our first apartment, it was super small. We didn't have room for a tree. Right. So we just got, like, a ton of garland. But it was, like, real garland, so it smelled good. Mm. Um, so we were at Christmas tree shops buying some more ornaments and, like, Christmas decorations. And they had these things. They're, like, sticks that are green. And they soak them in, pep- in like, pine tree oil. Mm-hmm. And then you hang them inside the tree. Oh. And they make the tree smell real. That's so sweet. So, like, we have a fake tree, but it smells so good. That's awesome. I made a candle so. that smells like a Christmas tree, so that's what we got I have going. One of your candles right here. We have the Chris- we have a Christmas tree one that's just called Merry Christmas, and it literally is. I think it's apple and pine, so like it's not like a super strong pine scent, but it has a little bit of like sweetness from the apple. Oh my gosh, amazing! I'm smelling the hut right now. Mmm. Smells very good. I love I it. I still, I will die on the hill that that's what your house smells like. My sister disagrees with you entirely, but. But I'm... she's been there so much that, like, you don't know what your own house smells like, you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. And, like, I don't, I don't live with my parents, but, like, I don't, like, Eric could be like, oh, your parents' house smells like this. And I'm like, I don't smell it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm there often enough that the smell, like, kind of goes away. Right. That's true. So. I'm glad you have something that makes you think you're at my house. It's a little more woodsy than your, but like, you know, it's close enough. Mm. Mm, I love that. <sighs> well, I need to do something light after this. Mm-hmm. But I hope you stuck out for this ride. I'm so sorry to do that to you. As you should be. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? She survived. Yeah. There's, I can't say there's going to be too many of that. Uh-huh. Go watch her I Survived episode if you have the balls. Because, like, I can't do it tonight, but maybe tomorrow. No, no, no. To see her face telling the story, it's just, like, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Shout out to Carly again for recommending it. Shout out to My Favorite Murder. I listened to... It was Karen that covered this. Because uh, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably know that Karen loves I Survived. Uh-huh. Um, so, it was amazing. And uh, the rest of the resources, reference, resources, <laughs> the rest of the references will be in the, you know, bio and all that jazz. Um, we'll post on our Instagram, Cemetery Sessions Pod. It's our Instagram, Cemetery Sessions Pod at gmail.com is our Gmail. Mm-hmm. Drop us a line, as Morgan said last week. Drop us a line. Drop us a line. And um, yeah. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm just quiet at this point. Like, I broke her. You did. You Bye. did. It's okay. I'll survive. Ha 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 ha. Oh, God. <laughs> you did this to me. It's your fault. <laughs> just go fucking watch Frozen and shut up. You say less. Say fucking less. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well. <laughs> Until next week. This has been Cemetery Sessions. I hate myself for doing this to you guys. But I'll see you later. Oh, what is it? I'll I'll see see you later. (laughs) I broke myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll see you losers later.